You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. You heard it. Big Noon Sports. Matt, Lars, Noah's at the controls. Peyton and Laura Lee are in the studio as well. And we'll just continue the conversation that started about 4.06 yesterday afternoon. Nick Saban is retiring as the head football coach at the University of Alabama. Let's do a roundtable thing first, and I'll kind of kick things off where I was, what I was thinking, what I did. But honestly, I got the news in a text message from my daughter who works for the Tyler Telegraph in Texas. And I looked down there, and I thought, okay, okay. But then I saw a byline. It said Chris Lowe, and I said, okay, good to go. This is it. This is a fact. And I immediately started thinking about Nick Saban, what it meant personally, what it means to this radio station, what it means to this city, this state, the SEC, the nation. And, yes, we will talk extensively about his football statistics, wins, losses, not many, number of players he sent to the NFL. But the one thing I would just like to emphasize off the top is what Nick Saban has done as a person. What he and Miss Terry have meant to this community. As I was driving in today, I see the the Saban sign. You know the one I'm talking about? You mm-hmm. come on, it's uh, for uh, his schools and the thing that he's developing downtown. But it's things like that I want everybody to remember about Nick Saban. The fact that the school's enrollment has doubled since he's been the head coach. Where does that go moving forward? But all of his philanthropic efforts... And what he and Miss Terry have meant to this community and to the University of Alabama. And, Lars, I'll hand the ball to you by saying, you know, when this all started, the marriage between Miss Terry and Coach Saban started in April of 2011. Yeah, uh, that is when I think they firmly became rooted in the community of Tuscaloosa um, in the hours and days after the tornado swept through Tuscaloosa and then, uh, you know, the rest of Alabama. Um, Nick Saban was out on the front lines. Uh, I detailed it in my book, Storm in the Tide. And in that span of, again, 24, 48 hours after the tornado hit, Nick Saban hugged and listened and counseled and, and just comforted more people in that stretch than he had in the entirety of his life. And I think while the the winds of April 27th knocked over so much, what those winds also did is they firmly uh, planted the roots, sunk the roots as deep as possible for Nick and uh, Miss Terry to stay here because no longer were they just viewed as uh, a head coach or the, uh, the, the maternal figure of a football program, they became community leaders and they became invested in the community in a way that is rare in all of sports, uh, especially in college football where coaches are constantly hopscotching around to different jobs and got to remember that Nick Saban was known as somewhat of a coaching mercenary before he got to Alabama. He'd spent three, four years at a school, build it up, then move on to the next challenge. And that was sort of the uh, the narrative going into when Nick Saban arrived in Tuscaloosa. Oh, he'll just be there three, four years, and then he'll go back to the NFL or wherever. No, he ended up staying 17 years. I don't think anybody could have imagined that. 
And uh, we'll get into why we think now was the time for Nick Saban here in a little bit. But I think it's just important to remember locally here, hyper-local, of what he meant to the uh, community here in Tuscaloosa, the University of Alabama. The University of Alabama would not be where it is today without Nick Saban. And the best investment the University of Alabama ever made was in Nick Saban. True. And, uh, man, we will spend a lot of time in the next few days talking about that. But I want to hand it off to uh, uh, Peyton, who is a, a student here at Alabama. He was with us all last, uh, uh, all during the fall, every Friday at uh, Innisfree. Peyton, just uh, where were you and uh, what was your reaction when you heard the news? Uh, well, I was in my bed and um, I was actually on the phone with my mother, funny enough, and uh, I get... You know, I'm just aimlessly scrolling through Twitter, uh, get a text, and then I see an update and see, like Matt said, multiple reports circulating that Nick Saban's gone as of like 30 seconds ago. And um, my immediate thought was just shock because I don't know anything else. Um, football's a huge part of my life, obviously. I've, you know, been on here. I'm the young one. Of course, I'm 21 years old. Um, so all I've really known throughout my life is Nick Saban at Alabama and, um, and the funny thing is, I, I come from New Orleans. I'm a Saints fan as well. And how he was—he uh, wanted Drew Brees in Miami, and the doctors wouldn't sign off on it. So Drew Brees ended up going to New Orleans, and Nick Saban goes to Alabama. I sometimes laugh about what would happen if Drew Brees had gone to Miami and Saban had been around there. And it's just the impact that's had on the university that I love and the one that I call my—you know—my current college in my home. Um, because you know, like Matt said, you know the. the Administrate or the you know the, the student body has at least doubled, and my parents come back here. They're alumni as well, and they come back here and say I mean, it just gets bigger every time I come here because of you know just how much it just keeps expanding you know outwardly and the buildings coming up this fast. Just none of that's possible without the impact that Nick Saban's had on everyone in this community, and you know obviously we'll never forget him. But I just I thought about just how he's worked 17 years to leave this program in a great place still he's going to have the program in a great place moving forward obviously we're going to miss him a lot he said today that he was he wants to remain you know part of what's going on in alabama to an extent um i think he said on espn this morning but you know just the, the my first reaction is just what like wow i've never this is an insane part of my life i've never known an alabama coaching search like right now alabama doesn't have a current football coach it's just crazy to me to think about because you know, as long as I've been, you know, alive, he's just been. What were you like three when they hired? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I obviously don't remember watching the press conference or anything like that. My first memories are, um, you know, that 2009 season and the Rose Bowl, uh, winning that against Texas, and just, you know, that's the start of this ride that's just been so incredible. I'm so spoiled because of it. Think and, about it. If you're basically 25 years or younger, yeah. all you've known is Nick Saban as the head coach at Alabama. I don't know. There is, there is no I don't know. Saban there. Times wow. at Alabama. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like last week to you and I. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Davis is our student in studio, University of Alabama. He's a broadcasting major and he is a star on the rise. Peyton Davis, thank you for being here. He'll be with us for the, the length of the show pretty much. Uh, our other guest in studio is Laura Lee Thompson. And y'all know her, Innisfree, same deal, Bama Broker. And since it's 2024, Laura Lee, are you now the president of no. the Red Elephant Club? When will you be? 
Uh, it'll start in August. Wow. Congratulations on that. But as the president, did your phone just explode? You and I were texting all night. But I just yes. wondered with all of your connections and with the University of Alabama, what what happened? What, what did you do? Well, I was actually talking to a, a client of mine. I uh, just got our house under contract and uh, my phone starts blowing up. And I walked into my my house and I flipped on Paul Feinbaum and I just stopped talking to my client. And I was like, uh, you know. Did I get back with you? Well, she and I kind of, I, I said, oh, my gosh. And then I told her, I said, I'm going to have to call you back. And uh, yes. So it was shocking, and it, it it was surreal. And, you know, unlike Peyton, I'm a little bit older. Uh, this is the second time um, I've been, and people my age, we have all been so blessed to have two great coaches. Uh you know, so I I was a young teenager when the bear retired and then passed away, and this time with uh, Coach Saban, um, gratefully he's still here. He's going to be around the program at least for a little bit. But it's it was a very similar feeling of of loss, not just for our football team late in his career here at Alabama meaning just a couple years ago coach Saban talked to myself and uh, maybe one or two other national writers about the fact when he was five six years old he was scared to open up the closet in his bedroom because he was afraid of the monster inside that monster for him for many years has been retirement. So for him to open the door and confront that monster is very profound. And the suddenness of it. We'll get into it as to why, why now, uh, what factored into his decision, which, by the way, surprised everybody. Did you think anybody in this room, raise your hand, thought he was going to retire? Not a single person. I thought he had two years, maybe three. There's not one person in the country other than Miss Terry who probably knew. Well, and maybe, he kept it. and maybe Greg Byrne. And and Byrne, I get the feeling he kind of found out later before us, but, you know, like maybe a week ago. Because he's nah. got one hell of a job because 72 hours, mm. which is now about yep. 58. Yep. The clock's ticking on him. Mm. Let me uh, make you aware of the show and what we're going to do. Phone lines are wide open. I know a lot of the fans and the people here in Tuscaloosa and across the state of Alabama on Big Noon Sports Network. Please give us a call and express your thoughts and your feelings at this time. Number is 205-342-9904. Also download the Tide 100.9 app and you can message us as well. In just a few minutes, we will be joined by the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, the one and only Eli Gold. Second hour, I figured we'd get to... Uh, Get touch with people that really knew him. One of them's James Spann, who does the weather right here. And then later on, we know it's going to affect recruiting. And so we got Andrew Bowen on as well. So, Lars, I want to kind of check back in with you about the suddenness. Uh, we all just expressed a moment ago we were all surprised. 
without speculating off the end of the pool here, why? Why so quick? Oh man, that is not a do we easy have, do we have an hour <laughs> to answer? Um, Look, he, we know uh, according to uh, really good reporting by 24-7 Sports that he told his team that it was uh, age and health concerns. Um, I've also been told, and uh, Chris Lowe has kind of been backing this up, that he just doesn't like the current state of college football. Now, what is the one thing that Nick Saban always wanted more than anything else as a coach? He wanted control. And I've, again, this is not firsthand reporting by me. I probably, I wouldn't throw this out there on paper, but this is just what I'm hearing. So I'm a conduit of information here. I can tell you exactly what I believe. And do you want to do that on the other side, Matt, or are we... We've got to take care of some business, which, by the way, Nick Saban is totally responsible for. Yeah. He's helped this radio station. Oh, he's helped, he's helped our network. Uh, and I'm talking about from a financial standpoint. But we will take our first break, and when we get back, we'll get in touch with Eli Gold, the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And as I mentioned, James Spann, Andrew Bone are to follow. Your calls are very welcome at 205-342-9904. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Lee Thompson, the Bama broker, Peyton Davis, our uh, student broadcaster, Lars Anderson, myself, Matt Coulter. Hey, Noah, how you doing, man? I bet your life hadn't been busy at all. Oh, you? just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> One of the first people I thought about when I was last night preparing and trying to get the show together and all that is the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and that is the one and literally only Eli Gold. And Eli Gold joins Big Noon Sports here. Uh, Eli, I'm going to skip past the formalities on how you're doing, Happy New Year and all that, but I just want to get straight to where were you and what did you think when you heard the announcement that, indeed, Nick Saban was going to retire? Well, I was here at the house, Matt, and I was doing something in the bedroom, and then Claudette came running in, my wife, and said, you got to put on the TV. Uh, they just announced that uh, Saban is retiring. And so that's how I learned about it. I, I didn't have any advance notice, uh, and there, was I surprised? Well, I, I certainly had no idea that, you know, the, the 11th, the 10th of January was going to be the day. Uh, I mean, we all knew that he was closer to the end of his career than he was 
to the beginning of his career. You know, he wasn't going to go another 17 years. But I, I didn't have any idea as to when this would happen. And you know what? I, I'm thrilled for him. I'm, I'm selfishly sorry for myself. I've enjoyed working with Coach Saban. I'm, I'm sorry for the players who won't have a chance to learn under Coach Saban. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for a lot of people, but I am thrilled for he and Miss Terry and the kids and the grandchildren. I mean, let's face it, he has earned this time off. He really has, and uh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled for him. Eli, uh, you obviously have your pulse on the Alabama fan base as much as anyone. Just describe the sort of collective feeling that Alabama fans have this morning. Well, I'm sure they're upset. They're disappointed, Lars. You know, it's, uh, you know, anytime you uh, lose somebody, you know, I don't care who it was, you know, when Roger Maris, you know, retired after hitting all those home runs or whatever the sport is when, you know, when, when, when Wayne Gretzky retired and you're a fan of his, you're always disappointed and, and you're concerned about what's going to happen next. Um, you know, you got to just expect that our athletic director is going to have, you know, his hands on the pulse of what's going on and who's out there and who's available. And he is going to hire somebody who's very, very good. Uh, anybody who's on that short list, whoever it is, I have no idea. But whoever's on that short list is clearly very good. They will need to have thick skin because this is not just Alabama. It is Nick Saban's Alabama that he is inheriting. And, you know, we all know how spectacular the coach has been over the years. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, but, you know, you got to trust the athletic director. He, ha he made a, a heck of a hire with Nate Oates, and uh, I don't anticipate anything different uh, when it comes to uh, football. Mr. Gould, Peyton Davis here, um, student at Alabama. I've been listening to you for years. It's an honor to be speaking to you, of course. Um, you kind of well, referenced earlier, you, uh, you kind of referenced earlier the, of the fact that you were, you know, you were surprised you hadn't uh, previously known, but you didn't sound like you were shocked. Have you had kind of a suspicion that this was maybe coming since, um, you know, the, the guard is changing, the eras are kind of shifting now in college football, a 12 team playoff, uh, you know, conferences aligning differently and NIL transfer portal growing immensely. Do you think that that really affected the decision happening right now? Well, I don't know for a fact. Uh, I haven't asked the coach that, but uh, I'm sure uh, maybe the portal more so than the, uh, you know, than the NIL, you know, he's always been in support of the players getting paid. Uh, so that's good. I don't know if he likes the idea that he's had to outbid uh, other schools for certain talent. You know, that takes him too close back to his NFL days, uh, which he did not necessarily love. He didn't despise it, but he, did, he, he much prefers the college way of life and so on. So there have been changes, and I dare say a lot of those things had, you know, something to do a little bit, but I, I don't know how much or what have you. You know, it's. I, I think he wanted to spend time with the family. I think the family is very, very important to him. And, uh, you know, all those things combined 
probably uh, contributed to the announcement coming the way it did. Hi, Eli. This is Laura Lee Thompson. I'm a fan and a booster and... Uh, advertiser. Advertiser. <laughs> advertiser. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I know we can uh, sit here and speculate all day about the whys and wherefores, but what I would like to hear from you is... Give me one of your favorite stories with uh, Coach Saban. We all have so many memories over the last 17 years. I I know it's going to be hard for you to pick one, but if you could, I'd like to hear a great story. Boy, you're right. That's very difficult. Uh, Obviously, you know, as far as big plays are concerned, I still have to default to uh, to, uh, to Devontae to win the national championship. Uh, against Georgia, that was, uh, uh, you know, that that showed what Nick Saban was all about. Not many coaches would have had the guts to change quarterbacks and go to a true freshman at halftime of a national championship game, but Nick Saban did. Uh, I also enjoyed the dry sense of humor that he showed us, uh, you know, behind the scenes and. And on his Thursday night talk show, uh, he would have a, a very dry sense of humor, and and really, and I enjoyed that very much. Uh, so there are a lot of things, but uh, you know, some stuff I'll just keep to myself. But you know, it was uh, I, I've I've always enjoyed my time with him. I really, really have. I will add to her many accomplishments that Laura Lee is the president in waiting of the Red Elephant Club. So she's been wonderful. She swings the larger stick in uh, at the University of Alabama than any of us do. Eli, you were there when they hired Nick Saban and you were there obviously you're still there. What did you see? Did Nick change a lot over those seventeen years? Yes he has over the years. Uh, you know he got like anybody, he, he got more and more comfortable with his surroundings. You know, when he first showed up, I mean, he didn't even know where the executive bathroom was. You know, it's like anybody going to work at a new place of business. Uh, you're, you're, you're tentative, but then he got his people in place and he got more and more comfortable. And then the last couple of years, he probably mellowed a little bit. He was not mellow <laughs> by the strict. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, explanation of the word, but he has mellowed some. Uh, he was a little more, you know, loose, a little happier, uh, a little different in that regard. So, yes, he has changed, and that's one of the successes that Nick Saban has. He had the ability to change. We saw a lot of coaches over the years in the SEC, and I'm not going to mention the names, but Matt, you, and Lars certainly along with our two visitors today, uh, we all know some names of coaches who refused to change and they are no longer coaching or at least not coaching in the SEC. Uh, You know, Nick Saban realized that he had to do some things differently back to the days of when the game changed to the point where you couldn't use the same defensive linemen on all four downs and he had to, you know, change his approach to the to the Terrence Cody of Cody's of the world and recruit things and recruit differently. 
and learning the spread offense and the hurry up and this and that, you know, and bringing in Lane Kiffin to help teach him a lot of things. Not every coach would have done that, but he had the confidence in his own ability that he said, I need to learn this. And I don't mind letting everybody know that I need to learn this and let's go out and put it to good use. And obviously Bama goes on and wins championship after championship. So, uh, you know, he's, he, he, he's a very, very special guy. Everything he says, everything he does is well thought out. Uh, you know, and that's, and, and that's what makes him very special. Eli, for many years, you hosted Hey Coach uh, with Nick Saban. That was both uh, on the radio and television uh, throughout the state of Alabama, recorded on Thursday nights here uh, in Tuscaloosa. Yep. And I, I was fortunate enough to be the media guest several times with you. Always seemed like Coach Saban was just more at ease in that atmosphere. Do you have any just uh, any special remembrances? Uh, doing well, you know, that show with yes, go ahead. I do. Uh, he genuinely loved doing that Thursday night talk show, and not only did he tell me that, but Miss Terry had told me that, and and his secretary Linda Leone had told me that, and PR people have told me that he genuinely loved doing that show, which you know, with so many coaches out there now. Uh, with so many coaches out there who don't do talk shows any longer or only do four a year or something, uh, they just hate it. Uh, Nick Saban loved it. He said, I need to get out of the office and get among real people or regular people, I believe he said. You know, the folks that he doesn't see every day in the office. People that, you know, just want to talk a little football and support the Crimson Tide. Now he'd get worked up, as we all know. There were times when he'd he'd have his moments, but uh, he genuinely loved being around a, a, a normal group of people, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, he 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 loved that. He loved when Pee Wee would call in, huh. and you know, Pee Wee is our habitual first caller who would always want to talk about the offensive line. Uh, he he just he loved the by play and and. You know, and he'd go around during the commercial breaks and kiss babies and and shake hands and the whole bit. Like you know, he could work a room like the greatest politician you've ever seen. So uh, yeah, he he genuinely loved the Thursday night show. He sure did. Yeah, and there was there's no doubt that um, you know, given he wanted to go a few more years, he would have adapted, like you said earlier to you know the the changing ways of college football still again because he's done it so many times um and being you know a 21 year old who's never known anything besides Nick Saban pretty much at Alabama um can you kind of give your you know, the most noticeable changes i know obviously the campus has grown and the facilities gotten nicer and all of that but just the most noticeable change when you look at Alabama, the University of Alabama campus in Tuscaloosa in 2024 compared to 2007. There's so much. I mean, you know, when when you look at the university, the, uh, you know, the building crane is the national bird out there, you know, (laughs) on campus. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
I, I can't even begin to talk about that. But you're right. You, you you stay away for a couple of months and you come back after a summer break and you can't even find your way through the Malmoor building because they've done so much. They've added this. They've changed that. They've done this. They've done that. Uh, you know, it, there's a reason why Alabama gets all these players. And there's a reason why all these NFL greats still come back to the university during the summer to work out instead of staying in their NFL city and using their facilities. It's because the university's facilities are far better than darn near every single NFL city. Not everyone, but darn near everyone. So, uh, you know, those are just some of the changes that have taken place over the years, no doubt about it. Well, it will be interesting to to see, you know, everybody I'm sure has seen the stats of uh, everything that Coach Saban has done, but especially the players and the effect that he has had on the players uh, yeah. and it, it'll be interesting to see how we go forward. I'm sure you um, have had the, uh, you know, the chance to speak with some of the players. Have you heard from any? Uh, I have heard from, I've only heard from one guy. Uh, you know, I don't bother. I don't interfere with them. They don't need to hear from Eli right now. I don't have a daily show or anything like that. So, I don't bother these guys in times like this. I, I have heard from one guy who was a former broadcast partner of mine, and uh, and he knew and knows Coach Saban very well. But other than that, no, I, uh, I haven't interfered, and I won't interfere. Uh, but, you know, the man is good. The man is good. Uh, you know, we've already seen one guy change his commitment uh, you know, withdraw his commitment from Alabama. Uh, hopefully there won't be too many more, but you know, you can understand why if people are saying, I want to play for Coach Saban, and if he's not going to be there, you know, you kind of understand that, but uh, it's, um, the man is, I don't even know how to say it well enough. He is just so caring, and that's the thing. He, you know, he, he will make sure when he recruits you that you know and your parents and grandma and grandpa, they all know that their youngster is going to be taken good care of at the university. He'll never promise you a job. He'll never promise you a starting position. Nothing like that. But he will promise you the opportunity to earn that position. And, uh, you know, he's just straight up. He's 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 and and let's face it the guy is good uh success breeds success why did john wooden recruit so well at ucla because success breeds success and the same thing in tuscaloosa so uh you know you want a national title ring uh here's where you want to go and uh you know certainly not exclusively there have been other champions but uh but you know your odds were much much greater that you'd get a title ring from Alabama than someplace else. As always, superb job. Thank you, Eli. I appreciate you joining us on such short notice because 
it caught us all on short notice. Eli, it my did. best. It did. Yeah. My best to Claudette and Lisa and your family. All uh, right. You too. Take care, everybody. See ya. We will. Eli Gold, the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. To the phones we go after the break. This is Big Noon Sports brought to you in part by Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker. Lee Thompson is known as the Bama Broker. She's a Tuscaloosa native, an Alabama graduate, and the only realtor in town with Wall Street experience. A skilled negotiator, Laura Lee knows how to buy low and sell high. And the Bama Broker isn't just going to show you houses. No, Laura Lee is going to educate you on the market, guide you to homes that fit your budget, and teach you how to sell your home for its maximum profit. Throughout the entire process, the Bama Broker will equip you with the tools you need to both buy a home and build financial wealth through home ownership. Trust me, the Bama broker, who's as roll-tied as houndstooth, will get you across the goal line. That's Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker with Advantage Realty Group. You can reach her at 205-790-7229. Again, that's 205-790-7229. And you can also email her at lee at thebamabroker.com. That's lee at thebamabroker.com. Be down to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. We haven't really even had time to address who's next, but you know what? We've got a lot of time. However, according to the reports from the University of Alabama and what was told of the team, uh, the clock is on Athletic Director Greg Byrne. I think he has... Uh, 58 hours, 57 hours left. Let's get some opinions on the phone here on Big Noon Sports. Max, how are you today? Man, I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing pretty good, all things considered. Yeah. Um, so last night when I got the news, um, I cried. I'm not going to lie to you. I cried. It was bittersweet. I, and it, the reason for my crying is very complicated. Um I grew up a hardcore Bama fan. I was groomed to be a Bama football player or baseball player all of my life. And I'm from Alabama. And all I heard all of my life was my dad telling me about the days of Bear Bryant that he lived through. I was born in 1980. So, you know, obviously I didn't, I didn't get to witness any of that. And so most of my young life, I'm like, man, when do I get to experience all these great plays and championships and things that he was talking about? And then of course we hire Stalling and uh, which I think is the greatest championship we ever won in 92. Uh, it's just that maybe I, uh, you know, I'm partial to it, but, you know, for selfish reasons. Um, so I get to experience that. And then, uh, I go on and obviously I, I make some wrong decisions and, and don't become a Bama football player or baseball player like, like I was groomed to be and wanted to be. Um, and then I have children of my own and they're 13 and 16 and we hire coach Saban and, all they've ever known is Coach Saban, and that's how Bama football is to them. So they don't know previous. And so last night, I, I kind of looked back. My, my dad, he, he took his life when I, when I was 20 years old, and we mm. were best friends. So I looked back last night, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I got to witness the same things he was talking about the whole time I was a child, except for a little more, a little more than what he got to witness with Coach Bryant. And so I cried because – I was like, oh, my gosh, if he could have witnessed that. And my son came to me, my 13-year-old, and he's like, Dad, I, 
I'm so sad. I don't know what to do. And because that's all he's ever known. And now Coach Saban walks away. So it was tears of actual, you know, happiness, but but sorrow at the same time. It's weird, man. It's hard to explain. This is one of the best calls we've ever had. I agree. Thank you for your honesty. And, yep. uh, you know, everybody's going to have a real personal story about Nick Saban. And that, to me, Matt, is what makes him so special and also why – or one of the reasons makes him special. But also why I think those of us in Tuscaloosa have a far different view of Nick Saban than other people around the country, Lorley. Yes, we do. And I can certainly identify with uh, this, you know, caller because – you know, you guys in the studio can see me. That yeah. it's, it's it's an had, emotional day. Yeah, it's an emotional day for people here. Yeah, it's emotional. Um, it it it's it's like I was saying. It's it's about the sport of college football. It's about what he has done for this town. It's it's the whole community. We got to see a side of Saban. The other, the rest of the country did not see. You know, we, we got to see the, the human side of him, not just the coaching side of him. And the fact that he is so caring and what he did after the tornado here, uh, and since then and all the houses he built for habitat, for humanity and just, the Saban Center, as Matt said earlier, that is coming and the, the money that he has poured into this community, he and Miss Terry. And uh, that that's part of the sorrow. Matt, for those of us who weren't here when Bear Bryant retired, it, it, it's sort of, sort of hard to look back into history because Bear Bryant's retirement and his passing are yeah. kind of tied into the same story. But if you can take us back to the day or the day after Bear oh. Bryant announced his retirement, are you feeling now similar you're gonna emotions? Get, <clears throat> you're going to get me all welled up over here. Um, yeah, it's very, very similar except for what you just said. And, and that's why it's a little difficult to discuss but uh, there are some of us that have been around long enough. Uh, as I have often said, I was one of the first reporters at Druid City Hospital when Brian passed away. Uh, I had the lead on our station, 13 in Birmingham. And, and one of the things I remembered, and, and I'm doing again now, and this is from a broadcast standpoint. I could get into a personal detail later or maybe tomorrow. But from a broadcast standpoint, just like last night, I'm sitting at my computer. I get the text from my daughter. Uh, you know, you take a moment to... And you did the same thing, Lars. Yeah. You take it in personally. Yeah. And you go through your emotions and then your feelings. My first emotion was sad. Uh, me too. Yeah. I'm an object, objective reporter guy here, right? But what did you do next? Focus. Yeah. Time to go. Yep. The process. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get guests on. You and I were talking, and uh, Laura Lee and I were talking all last night. And I'll go into the Bryant thing in a little bit more detail from a personal level and, and the coverage and all that. But um, one thing that uh, you said it, we've all said it, sad. And last night I was socializing with a few people and the television was on. 
they were interviewing students right out there at the Champions Walk, and they were crying. And somebody went, why? What are you doing? You know what I said? You don't get it. Let's take a call. We go to uh, Tommy. By the way, Max, great call. Please do again. Tommy? Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. Well, what I take away from him retiring is I am very satisfied. I know it was a shock, but we knew it was coming one of these days. But like you said, you saw a student crying, and there's a couple of commentators on that network. I will not name his name, but, you know, you know, E something. We won't go there. Uh, and, like, if they got so funny, I'm like, we don't have pro football. It's high school football and college football in the state of Alabama. That's what we live for. And baseball, you know, you play two sports. We don't produce many basketball players. But I felt when I got to look in the back, I'm 62 years old, be 63 in March. I have seen two of the greatest coaches in college football in person. Not many programs of fan bases can say that. Two guys that won six national championships, Paul William Bryant won six, Nick Saban won six. What other program can say? We can hear about the great Ohio State, Woody Hayes, Bo, and all this, and Notre Dame. I've seen two coaches win 12 national championships, well, really 13 times, in my lifetime. It's freaking amazing. I've been blessed, I think. If you're a true Alabama fan, don't be sad. Be thankful. Like I told somebody on another show yesterday, I called Ron Fowler. He said, what do we say? You say, thank you, Nick Saban, Miss Terry, and God bless you. Because look what they have done for Tuscaloosa and for the state of Alabama. These two people have been a positive role model for Alabama. And I'm thankful they came for 17 years. And I thank Miss Terry for sharing her husband because he loved to recruit football. That was his love, talking to parents and getting to know players. That was his true loving and making young men winner in life and on the field. Um, what else can you say? Thank you, Tommy. Another outstanding call. And we'll take more. And you can get in line if you'd like at 205-342-9904. You can also message us on our app. At Tide 100.9. Al and Tom, you guys hang on. We'll get to you after this break. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Happy Thursday and good day. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Happy Thursday and good day to my good people here that listen to us on the Tide 100.9. This is Corey Miller, Pastor Payne and Christian Miller. Tomorrow is that time. My man and 50 grand Stephen M. Smith of the Bama Center in his own words will join us to break down Alabama football some of the good news that we got guys returning and what it's going to mean for the team guys that are leaving that's all coming up tomorrow on Thursday on the Miller's Edge tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9 the home of Alabama sports yeah 
Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high today around 60. Tonight increasingly cloudy with the low at 45. Tomorrow cloudy and breezy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms could be severe. The high 63. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. More big noon sports coming up. Back on Big Noon Sports, Matt, Lars, Peyton, and Laura Lee. And a note, and you probably heard it on the Miller's Edge, but uh, Dan Lanning is out. He's addressed his team. That the video is on Twitter, and he will not be the next coach at the University of Alabama. We're taking calls. Let's go to Al. Al, what's up? Matt, I am uh, driving through Alabama. I just had to take a chance, the opportunity to call you and say that you know, I, I remember us doing radio together when Nick Saban was hired. Yeah. I remember the day that uh, Coach Moore introduced uh, Nick Saban. And I was on on the air with you when when Coach Moore passed away on a Saturday. You got a special show about that. You're right. And then it's come full circle. Yeah. You know, we're all 17 years older, and if you are of a certain age, there's a, at least for me, Matt, I just wanted to say there's a tremendous amount of gratitude that's, that's building up inside of me. And I have a 16-year-old grandson now who's much like a lot of your callers. He's known only the Saban era. But it gives me an opportunity to connect with my grandson the way that my grandfather connected with me and the way that I've connected with you and our friends over the years. And uh, they only happens, it seems like, a few times in my lifetime, not just centered around Alabama football, but many of the memories and many of the things that I've been able to learn and been able to be a, try to be a better person have stemmed from the very conversation that we seem to be able to, to have the privilege to have again today. And I just wanted to say hello, and I wanted to take the opportunity to connect with you again. And uh, I've always admired you, and I was there as a young, I'm just a few years younger than you, but just enough to remember when you and Roberts and guys talked about Coach Bryant's retirement and what was going to happen, and then the sudden passing of Coach Bryant. This is not like that, but... It's just a wonderful remembrance, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored and take it as a great privilege to get to talk to you today and share that with you today, and I send my best your way. Al, thank you, and I remember those days very fondly. Please drive carefully. I love you, man. Love you. All right. Uh, we got to get to the top of our break, but one thing we, we're going to talk about real quick here. Lars, we've gone through some of this. Everybody's going through it. Do you have a short list here? Do you know where Greg Burns – who's he calling? Who's he texting? I have no idea. Flying. I have no idea. Uh, my best guess is Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, it's going to be somebody who has strong ties to Nick Saban. I know how strongly that Nick Saban feels about Sark. Now the question becomes, would Sark leave Texas for Alabama? Is Texas a better job right now than at Alabama? And uh, I teased this at the very top of the show, and I'll answer or get back to it right now. I 
think a big reason why Nick Saban is stepping away is the current state of the game, as reported by Chris Lowe, and uh, people who, again, who I'm, I'm I'm tight with, who I trust. Now, do I have confirmation that this actually happened? I don't have double confirmation on it, but it's there's a chance that uh, some young players at Alabama asked Nick Saban for more money after the Rose Bowl and said, mm-hmm. hey, I, you know, my NIL isn't good enough and I, uh, if I don't get more money, I'm going to the transfer portal. So it's like he's being shaken down. And I think coaches around the country are feeling that way. I'm not, I, and, and again, I can't confirm that this happened, but I'm just expounding uh, uh, what, what I have, have been hearing from people who I trust and I trust very much. And I, I won't give the names. The names were given to me of, of the of the players who who uh, made this request. And is it possible that there was a straw that breaks the camel's back moment for Nick Saban? I think it is. But I also think it's very possible that there are larger issues at play. Great explanation. As we go to the top of the hour break, let's go around the table. You're Greg Byrne right now. Who's your number one? Who who are you getting on the Alabama corporate jet? Where are you going, Laura Lee? You're on deck. Yeah, I was. You know, I was getting um, a little excited about Dan Lanning when that rumor first started because of his youth and his uh, management of the transfer portal as well, well as the changing guard of uh, college football. I think that the coach takes something. You know, one of a similar sort of. Um, you know. Uh, Standing is that uh, I, I like Steve Sarkeesian makes a lot of sense. I'm, of course, leaving Texas is a you know that's something that's like doesn't seem realistic sometimes when you think about it. Um, Mike Norvell uh, and Caleb De- and Kalen DeVore are both extremely popular names from Kalen DeVore, who's uh, Washington right now, and Norvell at Florida State. Those are very popular names right now. Lane Kiffin's one that Alabama fans love. Um, because of his ties to the university, if I'm oh man, if I'm if I'm uh, Greg Byrne, Sark is my number one, but it's uh, it, it seems a little far fetched to get him out of Texas. So I think from there, I would I would rather I would for me I would think Norvell over DeBoer personally. But it's you know this is this is something that we're gonna have to try to wrap our heads around. I do um, think it's going to happen uh, relatively quick. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure, Greg Byrne said he's that. Kind of yeah. set of and it might window. be set. But, um, Lorley, yeah, Lorley, speaking of getting someone out of Texas, I think you and I agree on some, uh, maybe a pipe dream. Yeah. Yes. My pipe dream is D'Amico Ryan. I agree. He's my pipe dream. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess I, I agree it'd be hard to get Sark out of Texas, but Sark, uh, he knows Nick Saban. And uh, not that that plays into it, but I think that Alabama has a special place in his heart. Um, and I know most of us understand Lane Kiffin probably wants the job. He would be right beneath the Miko Ryans in my book. Am I just out of my mind? I've been if told Alabama that it's through- not going to be. I've been uh, told it's not going to be Lane. I feel like he's going to want someone. Yeah, Lane. I feel like he's going to want someone who has experience running a college football program over a guy like D'Amico. You know, he makes four million dollars right now a year at uh, with Houston. Mm-hmm. Might win coach of the year this year in the NFL. Obviously, really bright future there. 
But, you know, Alabama can raise that price big time. No question. All right, you've been listening. We'll take more calls. Tom, you'll be uh, coming up right after 1 o'clock, so continue to listen. Continue to call in. If you'd like to join us, it's 205-342-9904. You are listening to Big Noon Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Wired. Huge news in the NFL today as the Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick announcing they will be parting ways after 24 seasons together in which they won six Super Bowl championships. Belichick became the second all-time winningest coach in league history, including the playoffs, 333 career wins, trailing only Don Shula. Got some college football news. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers announcing he is foregoing the NFL draft and will return to Austin this fall to compete in another season for the Longhorns. Another highly watched player, Marvin Harrison Jr., saying he will be entering the NFL draft come this spring. In the NBA, the Athletic is reporting that Grizzlies player Marcus Smart has sustained a severe right-wing finger injury and will be sidelined for approximately six weeks. Town Square Mealy Thompson is known as the Bama Broker. She's a Tuscaloosa native, an Alabama graduate, and the only realtor in town with Wall Street experience. A skilled negotiator, Laura Lee knows how to buy low and sell high. And the Bama Broker isn't just going to show you houses. No, Laura Lee is going to educate you on the market, guide you to homes that fit your budget, and teach you how to sell your home for its maximum profit. Throughout the entire process, the Bama Broker will equip you with the tools you need to both buy a home and build financial wealth through home ownership. Trust me, the Bama broker, who's as roll-tied as houndstooth, will get you across the goal line. That's Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker with Advantage Realty Group. You can reach her at 205-790-7229. Again, that's 205-790-7229. And you can also email her at lee at thebamabroker.com. That's lee at thebamabroker.com. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. It is the Big Noon Sports Network. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Larley Thompson, Peyton Davis in the studio, and we are taking phone calls. If you'd like to jump on board, please do at 205-342-9904. Tom, how are you? Hey, I'm good, guys. I, uh, I tend to agree with uh, y'all's objections on on why Nick Saban is retiring this year, but I heard another rumor, and I say rumor, and I'll say it like this. I was told by several people that there were some tests done back in August on a member of the family, and the tests came back positive, and that may be a reason why Nick Saban may be stepping away. Anybody heard anything like that? I think we all have, Tom, and I'm not scolding you or anything like that, but it's just not an area I'm real comfortable going into because it just requires so much speculation. And even if something like that were remotely true, that's personal. And and let's, let's, let's let them keep that. And if it needs to be known, we'll know. But, uh, right now, and I understand your point, Tom. A lot of people are talking about it. 
Um, yes. And I appreciate your call. But it just real quickly, since you've been on hold for 22 minutes, what? give me th- 30 seconds, what you remember most about Nick Saban. Oh, man, I, I remember the day that he was hired in Tuscaloosa and just the happiness. Uh, it was it was tears because I felt that, you know, it was a changing of the guard. I felt that Alabama was now headed in the right direction. And then just getting a chance to experience, you know, all the national championships. And I'm a huge Alabama memorabilia collector. So the fan days, I've made so many friends at fan days. I would get there on Thursday, pitch a tent. We would... I would have my children with me. We would get autographs from the players. I mean, it was just a different time and day and just so many things like that. All the shows that I would go to on Thursday nights. I mean, yeah. something I'll never forget. Tom, thanks for your call. Appreciate it very much. Let's go back to the top of the row here. Ellis, we appreciate you calling Big Men Sports. How y'all doing today? Sorry. Okay. All things considered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same here. You know, uh, I ain't ashamed to say it. I'm 59 years old, and I got teary-eyed when I heard it. So, and uh, y'all talked about what all he done down there for for Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama. Uh, that's that's the things I remember, and what he did when the tornado come through, you know, and uh, Nick's kids, you know, the, all all the good things that he done. Uh, I thank him for everything that he's done, him and Miss Terry, but they've done a lot down there. Uh, before he came, how many people were coming? How many students were they at that college at Alabama? About 20,000. Now there's like what? 40 or 44,000? 40. And, you know, and, and that's it. You're uh, right. Hey, great call, Ellis. Uh, and I was uh, through the, uh, the area, through the Bear Bryant area. Because I was born in '64, so you know I'm coming on up to now, and I'm grateful that I was able to see all of this happen. Thanks for your call, great one. Yes, appreciate it, Ellis. Let's go to Colonel. Is that right? Are you, are you the Colonel? That's that's correct. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. I would love to know the origin of that name, or did you serve? Are you a Colonel? Well, uh, my last name was Sanders, and so no, I started calling me the Colonel. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would just fit perfectly, wouldn't yeah. it? What's on your mind? It would. Well, I can't say who it was that was in my truck last night. I gave a ride to a staff member, and um, from what I, he told me was that Coach Saban was in the interview yesterday, and that they were picking a coach that coached underneath Nick Saban. So um, I asked him if it was Dan Lanning or Lane Kiffin. And he smiled. He said, I can't speculate, but he goes, I can tell you that uh, the people that was in the office that he was interviewing for the D.C. and a few other positions, he smiled when I said Dan. So take it as uh, however you want to take it, but um, my speculation on what the mannerisms was from the staff member of Dan Lanning. Well, you know, he released a video. The university released a statement this morning, actually right before we got on the air, saying that he was staying at Oregon. So does that mean he meant Lane Kiffin? Um, I, I, I'm not for sure. He wouldn't speculate on which coach. Yeah. And uh, I brought up both of those in the in the in the, in the vehicle. 
And so, you know, uh, he said it was going to be a coach that coached underneath Nick Saban and that they were – and Saban was in the interview with uh, a defensive coordinator a position that was available. And they were in the interviews together. So but it was going to be – that's what was stated to me last night. And so something's signed, and we all get witness to that. But that's what was told to me last night. All right. Appreciate you sharing the information. Thank you, Colonel Sanders. I've been in the radio and television business 52 years, and I don't think I've ever said thank you, Colonel Sanders, just for the record. Hey, James Spann is the last person Nick Saban would call when he'd leave the tunnel and go out on the football field. And he has a very close relationship with Nick Saban. And we're going to talk to James Spann, the weatherman, when we get back as you continue to listen to Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high today around 60. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 45. Tomorrow, cloudy and breezy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms could be severe, the high 63. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Covering SEC sports like Good Zoo on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Nick Saban's retirement and replacement and reasons why. Some we know the answers to, some we do not. But I'll tell you who knows all. We just heard from him. He just gave us our weather. But uh, James Mann joins us from ABC 3340. Uh, James, did, did Nick call and get your approval to retire? <laughs> you know, I, I must have missed that call. Uh, no, no. I, uh, and I'll say, you know, when – and, I, you know, I do his radio show uh, once a year, the Hey Coach show. And uh, when I was with him uh, this year, I, I, I thought he looked kind of tired. And it was just a different countenance, if that makes any sense. Um, and, and, again, not that I knew he was going to retire, but I just sensed that he, he was he looked, you know, a little more fatigued than usual. And, you know, it, it, it just, uh, I just wondered how much longer he's going to do this. We had the retirement talk you know, a couple of years ago, and he, he just totally blew it off. But, uh, anyway, I, I am – just wish him and Miss Terry the absolute best. Uh, they have done a lot for this state, not just for football. Yes, it's been an absolute honor for us to, as fans to have a front row seat uh, to to see this epic dynasty that Saban created from the day he walked in and gave that press conference and absolutely delivered on everything he said he would. So how has that relationship 
grown over the years being, uh, of course, you're the most well-known weatherman in the state and uh, the greatest coach to ever live. Well, I, I don't know about the, the first statement there, but we, uh, you know, we've had a great relationship. And, you know, Coach Saban is a weather dweeb, a nerd, a, a weather dork. I mean, he, he loves weather, and he loves talking about weather, and he's very, very educated. And so the one thing I appreciate about him is the fact that he's made me better. Uh, you know, huh. Coach Saban, he demands excellence with everybody in his circle, everybody, not just the players, but the coaches. Uh, administrative team members and ancillary support people like me. And of course, I don't get paid a dime. I'm just there to help them with weather, but understand weather's a big deal. It is a really big deal with some high impact events when you've got a football weekend coming up. And I know that he does not want me to screw this up. I mean, I know if anybody expects a right on forecast, it's him. And I don't want to, you know, hose the guy. And so, he makes me work harder and think harder and do better analytics and a better forecaster, a meteorologist because of him. So I'll, I'll always be thankful for that relationship we've had. Um, I look back and we've had some pretty high impact weather, you know, events with, with football days. And even in the Rose Bowl, uh, you know, the coach, uh, he had a slot for an, in, there's one, apparently one indoor football facility in the Los Angeles area. And they had a slot from five to seven for that, but he didn't like it. He wanted to practice one to three, and there was a soaking rain out there uh, that morning. And, and he wanted to know, is the rain going to be over time for that outdoor practice? And, you know, those things always make me nervous, but I told him yes, and, and he made the decision based on that, and they got his regular time slot that he wanted. So that's the kind of stuff we talk about all the time. And I just like the fact that he demands excellence, and he's made me better. Hey, Mr. Spann, I'm Peyton Davis. I'm a student at the University of Alabama um, right now. It's an honor to be talking to you. Um, I, you know, throughout, when I hear you say that he was maybe tired or fatigued more so than usual, you'd think, um, and he talks about on, uh, when he appears on ESPN, he said, you know, these long days when he's 72 are harder than the ones that when he, um, you know, when he was 62. And, uh, you know, as an Alabama fan my entire life, only knowing Nick Saban and being spoiled by the success that we've been given, seeing his presence on the sideline kind of, uh, you know, not, not to say that he's like, like Mr. Eli Gold said earlier that he's, he's not, um, you know, like he's not mellowed out, but he's more so mellow than he used to be. Um, when you're around Coach Saban, these days as opposed to maybe five years ago, is that something that you see, um, you just see like more of an enjoyment of the smaller things and the media's parts um, of of his job uh, than usual or than um, it, they were at the beginning. Um, is that something that you kind of noticed maybe over the past few years? Yeah, and listen, I'm I'm an older guy. I'm, I'm not quite as old as Coach, but I, I'm kind of in the same you know, genre. And as you get older, you begin to appreciate things in life a little more. Uh, your family your children, your grandchildren, and, and you understand that you're in the fourth quarter of your life, okay? Not not the two-minute warning, but you're in the fourth quarter. And when you realize that sometimes, you're thinking priorities. Uh, you know, how do you want to be doing this when you're 74, when you're 78, when you're 80? And and that goes into it, and I, and I think that uh, Coach Saban with time just started opening his eyes a little bit and saw the other things happening in his life. and. Again, there was nothing wrong at all with his priority scheme 10 years ago, but it just changes with, with, with age and with life. And I, I think he is a little more mellow and he really does want to spend some more time with his, uh, with his grandkids and Miss Derry 
and while they have this quality of life that they have right now. So uh, I think it's a, it's a great call. And I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I think April 27, 2011 really changed him. And, you know, Matt, you know this. Lars wrote the book, uh, The Storm and the Tide. But uh, if you want to understand more about what I'm talking about, read Lars' book. But uh, that changed him. Uh, what he saw in the hours and days and weeks after the April 27, 2011 tornado in Tuscaloosa, his response and how he helped people, uh, Coach Saban, his team, those around him, and those people changed him. Uh, he's a different man because of that, and, and he openly talks about that, but I, I know that for a fact. And uh, you know, I think that locked his destination to be Tuscaloosa until the day he retired. I think in 2011, he, he would have considered other jobs, other opportunities. But after that tornado, it bonded him with the people in the city of Tuscaloosa. And uh, and that also changed his soul a little bit, uh, where uh, all of a sudden, 252 people died in this state in one day. Uh, life doesn't go on forever. And uh, I, I think it really hit him that the reason we're here is to help other people, uh, to be successful. We're here to help other people that are going through a tragedy. And uh, that's one thing I did notice that really changed him. 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. I agree 100%. James, let you go after this final question. It's one of those, I remember where, I remember who I was with. What was your moment about 407 or whenever your social media page started blowing up? You may have been on the air, but uh, when you first heard it. Yeah, we do a 4 o'clock newscast on television, so I I was – of course, we've got a you know potential severe weather day tomorrow and this really cold air coming in here next week. And I was looking at maps like always. And, uh, I was not the first to catch it. Stephen Quinn, who's one of the anchors in there, he texted me from, you know, because we're in the same room, but they're all on TV, so you can't talk. And he said, check out uh, the, this tweet. And it was from the ESPN reporter, uh, Chris Lowe. And, uh, I, oh, boy, everything has just changed. Uh, so it was during the middle of the 4 o'clock newscast and uh, – uh, you know, I've got some pretty good sources, and the fact that I've worked for them as a volunteer doing weather support for years and years, and uh, all my sources said, "Yeah, it's true," and uh, I told them, "Yeah, it's it, he's got it right," and he's talking to the team now, and uh, uh, that's when everything changed. Jeff Spiegel, who does sports for us, he came in and just pretty much ad libbed for the next fifteen minutes. And, uh, course, I saw oh, goodness, and social media just you know blows up and everything, and. Um, yeah, it, it, so it was during a newscast, of all things. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and I just started thinking back on when he flew in, and, you know, of course, you were talking about that, and all of the uh, events and the games and the memories and the radio shows we've done and the football briefings with the coach and Ellis Ponder. Uh, just very, very warm memories, and I'll always cherish uh, the fact that he made me a better guy. James Mann, you probably know this, but Big Noon Sports is on and flagshipped by Tide 100.9 FM here in Tuscaloosa. But we have recently acquired another affiliate, 1230 WTBC. How do you like them apples? Oh, man. You're on, you're on TBC warm. right now. I, 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 my heart is so warm just thinking that I'm on the big 1230, the larger-than-life 1230 that, that gave me my career, you your career, yeah. and countless others and, uh, my, oh, goodness, the, the five years I worked at TBC, nothing has ever surpassed that. The first night I was on TBC in high school, it was pure magic. Nothing in my career has ever topped that night in terms of excitement and the thrill 
it's just magic. So, uh, yeah, my, my heart is warm and fuzzy knowing that I'm on that big 1230. Oh, man. My uh, my thoughts exactly. Thank you, James. Get back to your weather. Right, we thanks. appreciate you taking time. Thanks. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. You too. By the way, we do have other stories going on. None nearly as important, but Belichick's gone. Mm. What a well, and that's a saving confidant coach. Seriously, yesterday or well, yesterday, yesterday and today. Yeah, Pete you know, Carroll goes. Pete Carroll too. It's just the changing of the guard and the entire sport, no matter the level. Um, and you add it to the list of just like Tom Brady in the last few years, and you know Drew Brees and others alike. It's a new era for football on bo- on all levels, and it's one that's going to be part of my adult life rather than my childhood, which has been um, Coach Saban, Coach Belichick, and um, so many of these legends that you know have been have given me my the love of the sport that I have today. Candidly, when I first heard it, you know, I as I told y'all earlier, I kind of took a moment to myself to uh, to think about it and what it meant to me personally, what it meant to Alabama fans, and then the first next thing in my head is. Alabama's going to lose Ryan Williams. Boom. 30 yeah, minutes later. Seriously. He not even in an hour. Not even. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, and he Marley. could come back. But oh, yeah. You know He'll what? visit again for sure. That's, T-Rob. That's a T-Rob. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, he's a young kid. He's, he's a junior and, in high school. You know, he reclassed his senior. Yeah. yeah and so. so, you know, that's, that's the thing. There's going to be a lot of... Um, I think that going on and players wondering, but you know, I mean, it's Nick natural. Saban is, is in Nick the Saban, office yeah. today. Yeah. I mean, oh. he's there. That's and our coach. You know, you, you hear him talk about how he wants to be part of this transition process. Wants to be part. You know, this is a, a guy who we know the, the way he's handled this whole retire. He is not asking for a farewell tour or anything like that. We know he's professional and he loves the city of Tuscaloosa, and he's not just going to leave. You know, without being a part of the future in some way. And so, you know, him and Greg Byrne, is there more? You can't really trust, you know, have two figures that you trust more than that True. to me. So it's comforting. So, but it's a celebration as well as a somber day, of course, for all of us. Well, of course. And I'm course. I'm hoping that we get the opportunity to have a, a celebration for him. Um, I don't know if he'll There's allow it. There's going to be it. one whether he likes it or <laughs> not. You know, I think that's the Alabama, Alabama nation will save a nation will demand it. I think. I, I think of a, I think of the moment next year, whoever the head coach is, is going to, you know, have Saban in the building one day. He's going to walk into the team meeting or whatever and everyone's going to go crazy. I just, I think of that moment and how special that's going to be. It's just, you know, he's, he's, you know, he has a home here forever and we, you know, we'll remember him forever. He's made Tuscaloosa what it is today. You know what my third thought was? What? I'll bet they're rolling tumors corner. They already did. They already did. Yep. No, oh, that's what I well, thought yeah, right after yeah. I heard the announcement, five minutes afterwards, and then I looked at the live yeah, cam. There, <laughs> there they were, man. Yeah. Uh, and you well, know what? Uh, it's funny. It's interesting, but I think it also just shows a lot of respect yeah. for what Auburn has for Nick Saban. Let's take a break. When we get back, we got to approach the recruiting and transfer portal angle on Nick Saban's retirement. We'll do that with the one and only Bone coming up next on Big Noon Sports.
Ayesha Thompson is known as the Bama Broker. She's a Tuscaloosa native, an Alabama graduate, and the only realtor in town with Wall Street experience. A skilled negotiator, Laura Lee knows how to buy low and sell high. And the Bama Broker isn't just going to show you houses. No, Laura Lee is going to educate you on the market, guide you to homes that fit your budget, and teach you how to sell your home for its maximum profit. Throughout the entire process, the Bama Broker will equip you with the tools you need to both buy a home and build financial wealth through home ownership. Trust me, the Bama Broker, who's as roll-tied as houndstooth, will get you across the goal line. That's Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama Broker with Advantage Realty Group. You can reach her at 205-790-7229. Again, that's 205-790-7229. And you can also email her at Laura Lee at thebamabroker.com. That's Laura Lee at thebamabroker.com. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Indeed. Appreciate you folks listening. And by the way, you're listening to Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa and also 1230 WTBC in addition to our network stations uh, along the eastern portion of Alabama. We got to talk some recruiting concerning the departure, the retirement of Nick Saban. And who better to do that with than Andrew Bone. Andrew, how are you? And could you please just kind of tell us where you were, what you were doing when you got the news about Nick Saban? <laughs> yeah, I was actually um, I was actually on the phone with, uh, with with some of our coworkers. We were, um, you know, discussing some, you know, kind of some weekend plans and some of the content that we needed to create and obviously a lot of that stuff kind of got put on the uh on the back burner for now but i mean uh, just really just at my house uh you know it was a um sort of a slow day um you know you're trying to think of content ideas that you can come up with on the uh on the team aspect and the recruiting aspect because this is somewhat the uh the slower time of the year but um Man, what a uh, what a shocking uh, moment that was! Yeah, I got a tw- I got a um, a picture of the Chris Lowe tweet, and you know, most of the time when you see all these tweets, um, you start to second guess it because there's so many fake Twitter accounts that are out there that are trying to uh, get you. That are you know, you're, you know, people are trying to uh, get you to retweet and. And, uh, you know, they're just fake accounts. But, you know, once we kind of saw it, um, and it, it was, it was interesting because there wasn't really much to it. It was just, uh, you know, one short sentence from, from Chris Lowe. And I know that, you know, he was trying to get that out as quickly as possible. And, um, you know, he knew that, uh, it, the word was going to leak pretty quickly once, um, once they've been informed the team. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Big surprise that it happened uh, when it did. Uh, you know, I kind of always imagined that we were going to have a you know a, a much bigger heads up um, as far as coach. You know, I don't know why I always thought that. I just thought you know he's going to let everybody know uh, before a season starts. Hey, this is this is the last ride. You know, this is it at the end of the season. Uh, that's going to be it for me. Um, but it didn't happen that way. Uh, you know, he went out on his own terms, and you know, good for him. I mean, he gave Alabama uh, you know, more than what I think anyone could have ever hoped 
before, imagined, um, you know, all those early years, um, everybody was just waiting on when was he going to leave? When was he going to go back to the NFL? When was he, you know, was he potentially going to go to Texas or somewhere like that at, at some point? Um, he just wasn't sticking around at different programs. And, and uh, I think that uh, he obviously found his home in Tuscaloosa and he made, uh, he made the most of it. And, you know, we'll obviously go down as uh, the greatest head coach of all time, but also, um, you know, the best, you know, I'm writing a, a feature right now, kind of my, one of my, uh, you know, big columns on, you know, what he meant to the program from a recruiting perspective, um, you know, from, from the very start until the very end, uh, where we saw him, you know, working, trying to sign, uh, you know, a, another great class, which he did. I mean, Alabama finished number two in the recruiting cycle. And, you know, he used to, you know, he always said, you know, I'm going to retire whenever I feel like, you know, I'm not go- doing a good enough job or I'm not, uh, leading, um, I'm not going to be able to have success where I used to have success and dragging the program down. But he was able to do that. Um, he was able to, um, you know, get Alabama to the playoffs. He won the SEC championship. He beat Kirby, knocked them off uh, from potentially winning a, uh, a third national championship. Uh, they may not have won it all this year, but, uh, you know, it was one of the strongest coaching jobs that we have seen from him. You know, you lose your coordinators. Um, you replace a lot of staff members. You're, you're replacing uh, key players that on both sides of football, including your, you know, number one overall draft pick at quarterback. And then you're able to do what you did this season and then bring in another, you know, top two recruiting class overall. I mean, it's, uh, it's a remarkable job. And it was, uh, you know, I've been here covering it from the, from the very start. Um, you know, I started during the, during the Mike Shula years, the first year of Mike Shula, actually. And, um, yeah, those were some those were some interesting times uh, that uh, I know Alabama fans hope to not get back to, but uh, to see what Alabama has been able to do uh, from the moment he stepped down on that uh, tarmac uh, at Tuscaloosa Regional Airport uh, to his retirement is uh, you know, nothing short of uh, remarkable, and it was fun to uh, to cover it these last seventeen years. Yeah, it's been an epic run over the last 17 years. And one of the things that uh, I heard today is that Coach was in the office and was actually calling recruits and uh, showing that he's still going to be around at least for now. Um, have you heard that? Yeah, I mean, and we saw him arrive at the office. Uh, I tell you what, the day that I retire, I, I'm not showing back up at the office. The, the next True, <laughs> no doubt in my mind that that I am that I'm out. I'm done. But um, you know, that's his commitment to the program and his love for the University of Alabama. Um, you know, he he. I know he shocked a lot of people yesterday, and he shocked a lot of you know, not just fans and media, but. You know, he shocked a lot of people in that athletic facility. Um, I, I think a lot of people knew that it was coming at some point, but 
I don't think anybody knew it was coming yesterday. Um, talking to people around the facility, you know, even on, uh, you know, I talked to people on Tuesday night and, you know, said they were in meetings. They were interviewing coaching candidates because uh, they were not head coaching candidates. They were interviewing uh, defense coordinators, wide receiver coach, um, outside linebacker coach. I mean, he was still working. Um, and doing his absolute best to um, and uh, to make sure that the program was, you know, still moving along, that it was still doing the right things. I mean, you know, they, they yesterday they had school started back, so you had a lot of freshmen that arrived on campus uh, on Tuesday and moved in and started school uh, Wednesday morning and. I imagine it was a pretty big shock to them, uh, you know, when they had that four o'clock meeting, you know, probably. And from what we were told, and this is a standard thing. This is a standard meeting. First day of school, you're going to meet with your football team. You're going to tell them exactly how the next um, few months are going to go as far as workout, you know, prior to spring training. And I think that that was the expectation for everybody uh, yesterday. I don't think anybody went into that meeting thinking Nick Saban was about to announce his retirement. Um, so there's probably a lot of shock, still a lot of shock for a lot of those people that you know either work at the facility, play for the University of Alabama. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he was working all the way until the end, and he's still working now. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds over these next couple of days, couple of weeks. Um, you know, obviously the head coaching hire is going to be very important that everybody's going to be watching, but you know, does Alabama potentially lose anybody as well? Um, and that's, you know, from the top down, from assistant coaches, uh, people who work in the administration, people who um, are on the support staff, players on the team, um, you know, the recruiting class, um, you know, what happens there? I mean, it's all kind of a mystery right now that we're all paying very close attention to following and we're keeping everybody, you know, in the loop every single minute at BamaOnline.com. Hey, Andrew, um, so obviously it's kind of a tough topic to cover because it's still so raw, but something that people are going to, you know, end up wondering in the next, you know, couple days, couple weeks, how this, you know, obviously Nick Saban, the best recruiter of all time, pretty much undisputably, the countless number of elite recruiting classes he's brought in here. How does his departure from the program, even though he'll be around, obviously we've heard that, but how does his departure from the program impact not only the recruiting trail, but the team, um, you know, the, the, the formulation of the team with the transfer portal being such a big part of college these days. Uh, the, and obviously, you know, you want to work fast to hire the next coach because it's damage control at this point, getting, making sure the team stays together and getting recruits back on board. But how much damage do you believe, you know, what, what's, what type of damage control can we, can we expect? like the community, Alabama fan community, can we expect in the next coming weeks, um, like the impact that this decision will have on the, you know, the team as well as the recruiting trail? I think the biggest question is how quickly are you going to hire somebody? How, you know, and what kind of relationships does that coach have already with current players, you know, potentially current players on the team, but also your recruiting classes? Um, you know, I, the players had a, uh, a uh, players only meetings last night. I uh, believe they had another one today. Uh, you know, the leaders kind of stepped up, talked to the team. Hey, you know, stick around. 
let's wait. Let's not all just, you know, dissipate and go somewhere else and go look for, you know, other opportunities. You know, the biggest thing with Alabama for the last, you know, 17 years has been that one constant, which is Nick Saban. Nobody freaked out when Kirby Smart left or uh, Mario Cristobal left or any of these assistant coaches left. Nobody really cared that much because a lot of these players wanted to play for Nick Saban. And um, now he's retiring, but he's trying to stick around the program. He wants to sit down with all these players and try to recruit them to stay at Alabama and why Alabama is still going to be great for them. And, you know, he's obviously going to have a voice as to who the next head coach is going to be for the Crimson Tide. And, um, you know, you would expect a lot of those players are going to listen to that voice. And, you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see how it all, uh, how it all turns out. But, you know, we can probably expect there's going to be, and there is a lot of guys who are upset right now, probably a lot of players, especially in the 2024 20, recruiting class who just arrived on campus who, uh, you know, they committed to play for Nick Saban. And now, you know, he's gone. So, we will have to wait and see. Um, it's all kind of speculative right now. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, in the end, Alabama's going to be all right. Agree. Agree. Andrew, thank you for your time. As we go out, if I want to read the piece you're working on right now, how do I find it? Go to BamaOnline.com. Go check us out. All of our content. We have everything on the latest coaching searches. Uh, debunking all the rumors that are out there, and uh, you know we have a lot of a lot of other great content coming out as well from the team and recruiting perspective. Andrew Bone, thank you for your time. Thank you. See ya. See you later, Andrew. Thank you for your time. We have one more segment to go before we get to the top of the hour. Turn things over to Ryan Fowler. We might squeeze a phone call in if you'd like to call us at 205-342-9904. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high today around 60. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 45. Tomorrow, cloudy and breezy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms could be severe. The high 63. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. We also have Peyton Davis and Larley Thompson in the studio. Just literally minutes before we came on the air, right before noon, Peyton and I were in one of the studios, and we're talking back and forth, and then up, up pops very interesting news. I was unaware that this was even a rule. Yeah, so um, as as blurry as the transfer portal is and all that stuff around, you know, the parameters around it are kind of interesting to look at these days. Um, Chris Humer reported yesterday around the time that uh, Saban announced his decision that the transfer portal window for Alabama players is now open for another 30 days. And, um, you know, obviously with the, 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 portal, the portal period, first one closed a few days back and then it'll open back up in April. But this report says that there's obviously some sort of clause where if a coach leaves, then that, you know, there can be an open, you know, a window open back up for, um, you know, a month, it looks like. 
And so that's, I think, why Greg Byrne, when he was addressing the team after Saban said, made his decision, said, you know, gave the 72 hour time, um, said that, you know, you, we want you to wait, um, wait 72 hours, three days before you decide on your future yet. Um, you know, let us get a new coach in place and let us try to sell you on what's going to happen here and Saban staying around and calling recruits and all that. So it's an interesting tidbit for sure because this stuff is still new to us. I mean, it's been around for a few years, but it's still new to us the way it keeps evolving. Um, the transfer portal and the name, image, and likeness era of college football. And this is just another important and interesting tidbit to, um, you know, see when – you, you know, this obviously can take a toll on your roster. 30 days is a long time. You can get a lot of guys who make a decision that they don't want to be around here if Saban's not the guy, you know, leading the charge. And that would be understandable. But, you know, having that, that kind of clears up why Greg Byrne would give them, would, would tell them, a th- uh, give them a three day timetable um, and saying, like, we're going to have a coach in place. That's why we think it's going to be a quick decision, a quick process. And um, we're going to bring a guy in and we're going to sell you on the vision going forward here for you younger guys and for you older guys who have been around the program with Saban for that long. We want to sell you on this new coach and, um, you know, the staff that we're going to put in place um, going forward and and diving deep into, a, I mean, just a new era of college football. The, the playoff field triples, conferences realign. It's just a crazy time to be a college football fan. And this is, you know, just adds to that. With all the rules or lack thereof concerning, yeah. you know, the transfer portal, well, the clarity is not this, there. there is not very little. Very this little. is a good rule, though. Yeah, that's a great rule. Makes somebody, sense. somebody thought about it. Let's go to the phones, Pat. You're on Big Noon Sports. Yeah, guys, this could be devastating to our program or any program. This could be devastating to the program whose ever coach we're going to hire. That uh, absolutely, and uh. 30 days, that is a long time. I mean, hey, but I wish that I could have got my call into you before you talked to Andrew, because my question would have been for Andrew is what coach could have turned or could turn Ryan Williams around? Ryan Williams is a generational talent. Y'all hear me? That I, I talk a lot about recruiting. Agreed. But this one, this one, I watched him in a, oh, Hey, just, just last Saturday, wherever he was when he played in the Under Armour game. Hey, the young, he, he, he caught the first session. He threw a two point conversion. This guy's an athlete, Joe. Absolutely. What do you think? Uh, he is probably, from what I know right now, one of the top four or five recruits Saban's ever gotten. I yeah, mean, that's what I hear. He's up I mean, there with like, have you seen right? him play, Laura? Oh, yeah. This guy's yeah. Seen him play, yeah, like no. the Julio Joneses of the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the kind of level we're talking about. And he was going against in that game. He's going up against the number one cornerback who's an old, a year older than him, going to Georgia next year and scored two touchdowns on him. It's just, you are correct. Generational talent. And we want to get the new guy in place. Um, and Saban having his presence in that recruitment and try to get him back on board. But this was kind of an expected announcement. I think we, me and right. Matt talked about it before the show. Well, I would think someone, if you were able to get someone like Sark or Kiffin, uh, who is both offensive-minded, then you'd have an opportunity to reel them back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go. The short list that we're that, having that, here that's is... Why, that's why those two, but primarily Lane... Yeah. Yeah. From what the administration, I'm so been out of shape about administration. Oh, that seem to have something against Lane. 
Uh, Lane is a phenomenal offensive mind. I mean, phenomenal. He's the uh, best of the best as far as play callers go that uh, he, should, he took. And kids have had different talents at Alabama and worked to their talents in order to produce winners. And, uh, hey, can't everybody do that? Uh, there was a, a high school guy in Rush Post. Nobody liked Rush's uh, off-the-field antics. But Rush could put people where they needed to be uh, and and win. But anyway, but forget about Rush. I got, what I called about is Lane. That are we going to be able, because this thing, because I knew Lanning wasn't coming. And with, oh, uh, there's something supposed to happen this quick. This could only be if Jimmy Sexton's involved in it. And this, and this has already been going on for a little while. Pat, great call. Our last call. You just got something on that, didn't you? Laura Lee, you don't want to talk about that? Well, Sexton? what about Sexton yeah, yeah. entering the Malmore facility? Evidently, there's video. There is video. Give I did show things. you a video, yeah. but he is uh, Saban's um, agent as well, but also the agent for some of the other names out there that we have Sark discussed. <laughs> yeah, and one yeah. thing about Lane, like a, you don't want to undersell the fact that he last year, I mean, he's riding the high of his Ole Miss tenure right now, obviously. An 11-win season at Ole Miss is a remarkable feat. They've never accomplished it. It's remarkable. And the transfer portal class that he's got bring, uh, you know, bringing in and stuff like that, it's definitely an attractive option, and he's done such a gr- uh, great job there. So a lot of respect for him. We'll see what happens with the coaching search, but Regardless, for the rest of your lives, you can tell the story that you were there and you were on the air the day after Nick Saban announced his retirement. Now, not a lot of people can do that, Larley. That's true. Thank you for all your support. Sincerely. Absolutely. Peyton, go to class. <laughs> Gotta hurry. We'll be back in 22 hours. You've been listening to Big Noon Sports. Has someone in-